and welcome to episode 31 of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. I am, as usual, your host, Brian Brennan, in the place to be. Happy Friday, folks. End of the week. Uh, it's still the void. <laughs> I unfortunately have to mention that first. Um, I would like to apologize, though, because I, I, I did make it seem like the void is this terrible thing. Like I made it seem like, oh, no, we only have football or we only have basketball and hockey. Oh, that's so horrible. Um, made it seem like it was this really bad thing when, when basketball and hockey are awesome by the way basketball and hockey are great sports they're fun to watch and i love watching the knicks and rangers whenever they're on or even even the local teams here the capitals and wizards i enjoy watching them whenever i get a chance there so uh, i would like to apologize to the void um you know, I, I, I did, uh, I, 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 I said that the void was bad, but honestly, I, I, you know, we can live with the void. Let's introduce today's episode for you folks. Um, I think this is going to be a shorter episode than normal. I know I say that every episode, but I feel like this is going to be a shorter episode than normal because we have no guests on today's episode. But what we do have is we have, uh, I'm going to give my thoughts on, um, the NBA all-star game in Atlanta. Um, uh, I know we've talked about that on the round table in the past, but, um, I'm going to give my official thoughts on um, Atlanta's decision. Uh, Atlanta's decision to host the All Star Game, NBA's decision to continually have the All Star Game despite constant criticism. I'm just going to talk about that very quickly, uh, and then I've got an, I got a story to tell today. We've got an, I got a story to tell for the first time in a while. It's a good one, folks. It's um so um, last night. High Point University, my alma mater, played Winthrop on ESPNU, nationally televised game. Uh, so my story involves uh, another nationally televised HPU game against Winthrop uh, from my senior year at High Point University that I was, uh, well, I don't want to say fortunate because of what happens at the end of the game, but I was lucky enough to be courtside for this game. So um, I'll talk about that uh, in our I Got a Story to Tell. Then we've got the outro, folks. Uh, you know how the outro goes by now. Uh, the outro, we just go through all the topics in the sports news world um, that we may have missed this week. Uh, it's a pretty good outro. Uh, I think we've got a lot to talk about on today's show uh, when it comes to the outro. J just in general, I think we've got a really good show for you guys today, like we always do. I mean, you know what we bring on upon further review with Brian Brennan. Nothing but heat! And today is going to be another example of just another great day of upon further review with Brian Brendan Heat. So with that being said, I think I've introduced the podcast long enough now. You know, I say that every time I'm done introducing the podcast. So I've introduced the podcast long enough now. Let's move into Atlanta's decision to host the All-Star Game and uh, the NBA's decision and a statement from Keisha Lance Bottoms and other people in response to this All-Star Game. Alright, so the NBA announced that on March 6th there would be an All-Star Game in Atlanta. Uh, I am not a fan of this personally. I, I personally you know, never thought this was a good idea, um, especially during the times of COVID um, when you know, everybody should be, you know, personally, I, I've said this, I actually said this on um, Sports on the Hill this past Monday when um, I did a brief recording, I did a brief show with Robbie. Um, and we were talking about um, how the NBA is traveling to the West Coast and how I, I don't like the NBA's how they're doing it this season, how they're making, how there's people are still traveling all over the country, how like, it's like we're not even in a pandemic. 
So I, I, don't, I don't really, like, why would, you should limit travel to exclusively the East Coast, basically, or the West Coast, if you're on the West Coast. It just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me that you would have all this travel. But um, anyway, the NBA did announce that they are planning to do an All-Star game on March 6th. I don't think it's a good idea. That's not what I would have done. You know, the game will be held in Atlanta, which makes sense for a few reasons, folks. You know, it kind of makes sense that this All-Star game is going to be held um, in Atlanta because, um, number one, that's where the this heads, the headquarters of TNT and Turner is. Um, and obviously they cover the All-Star game uh, every year for, for the NBA. They, they're the ones who cover it. So they obviously want to have it in their home city. Um, and Atlanta is also just, it's more open than most places, honestly. Like, you probably can't get away with having an all-star game in New York or Chicago right now. Atlanta, you can probably get away with having as many people in the door as you want, uh, a, a full capacity, honestly. And um, you can probably get away with, you know, as, get, getting maximum revenue as much as possible uh, when it comes to this all-star game. So that's probably why they chose to do it in Atlanta. And TNT is probably the main reason, honestly, that we're even having an All-Star game. TNT probably wants to boost their low ratings. They're, they probably don't have much in the way of ratings right now when it comes to outside of NBA games. NBA games may be the one thing that TNT has when it comes to ratings. I don't know. I don't know what else is on. I know Snowpiercer is a pretty good show on TNT. Uh, my sister watches that with David Diggs. I've heard that show is pretty good. But... Um, I can't imagine there's much else on TNT. So here are um, some of the, uh, the the requirements of the players who will be going to this year's All-Star Game on March 6th. Uh, from Sham Sharania, uh, this is what he said. Each player who participates in the NBA All-Star Game and competitions will be required to travel to Atlanta on March 6th via private transportation, depart following the game, daily testing required. The NBA plans to hold a three-point competition and the skills competition in the pregame of the March 7th All-Star Game in Atlanta and the dunk contest at halftime of the game. Real, I just don't understand. What's the, So you're going to bring more people in for this? So it's not just going to be the people who are participating in the All-Star Game. It's going to be people who are participating in a slam dunk contest and a three-point contest as well. So you're bringing more people in at a time when we should be bringing less people in for stuff like this? Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But Shams goes on to say, COVID-19 vaccinated individuals at All-Star per health and safety are not required to undergo daily PCR testing following date of team's last game before All-Star game. Though that date, the date that the individual is reported is required to report back to his or her team. So... I guess if you're not, if you are vaccinated, you don't have to go through all the protocols. But who is vaccinated at this point that's associated with the NBA? The only person I've seen that's vaccinated that's associated with the NBA is Greg Popovich. And his team's going through COVID issues right now up the wazoo. All kinds of COVID issues. They have four games postponed. We'll be talking about that uh, in the outro a little bit later. But, um, man, uh, I don't think anybody's vaccinated right now. But, you know, I just don't think, like, like we talk about all the people coming in to Atlanta for the All-Star Game. Um, I thought it was a good idea that they canceled it in the first place, the original All-Star Game in Indiana. Um, I didn't think it was a good, you know, I just didn't think it was the right time for it, obviously, uh, with the pandemic. And so, I don't know. And, and players have been speaking out in 
against this for sure. LeBron James is uh, one guy who uh, who spoke out. I'm looking for his quote on it. Um, he was named uh, an All-Star Game captain yesterday. Um, I can't find LeBron's quote, but LeBron was named an All-Star Team captain. I'll get to the starters in just a second, but LeBron... Giannis Antetokounmpo and De'Aaron Fox are among all the notable players who have said that this is a bad idea, we shouldn't be doing this All-Star game. And if, look, honestly, if LeBron is saying this stuff, the NBA should listen because LeBron is the face of the league. He's the, fa- like, he's the face of the NBA. He's like, the first thing people think of when they think of the NBA is LeBron James. So if LeBron James is saying these things, uh, then he should, you should, the NBA should definitely listen, honestly. Um, here we are. I think I found LeBron James, uh, his plans uh, for the uh, his statement on the pandemic. He said, I have zero energy and zero excitement about an all-star game this year. I don't even understand why we're having an all-star game. James notes prior to the season, which started prior, James noted that prior to the season, which started with significantly shorter than usual offseason for teams who made it to last year's playoff, there were no plans for an all-star game. Coming into this season, we were told that we were not having an all-star game, so we'd have a nice little break, James added. And then they throw in an all-star game on us like this, and that just breaks up all the, that breaks that all the way up. It's pretty much a slap in the face. Yeah, I agree with LeBron, too. Um, the players deserve to know more about this ahead of time. They deserve to have uh, better, you know, they, they, just, they shouldn't have just sprung this on the players the way they did. And uh, now as a result, it's like, surprise, all-star game. You know, it feels really last minute to me. And uh, yeah, um, I mean, I'm trying to pull up Giannis's quote, but uh, I know Giannis, uh, Giannis didn't particularly like the all-star game either. And De'Aaron Fox, it was interesting to hear De'Aaron Fox speak up too, because De'Aaron Fox, his best chance of making this game is as a reserve for the All-Star game and not, not as a say he didn't make it as a starter. But um, it was interesting to hear him, you know, kind of a new newish face of the league, you know, kind of a youngish player uh, to speak out about this. I thought it was very interesting from De'Aaron Fox as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think I've, I've kind of rambled on this for a bit now, but... Um, you know, here's I just have another couple quotes from Keisha Lance Bottoms as well, the mayor of Atlanta, uh, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, whose city was picked to host the NBA All Star Game and Skills Competitions on March 17th, raised major concerns Tuesday about the notions of fans coming into their city for the event. People should not travel to Atlanta to party, she said in a statement. Under normal normal circumstances, we would be extremely grateful for the opportunity to host the NBA All Star Game. But this is not a typical year, Bottom said. I have shared my concerns with related to public health and safety with the NBA and the Atlanta Hawks. We are in agreement that this is a made-for-TV event only, and people should not Atlanta to travel to party. Bottoms also said that there will be no sanctioned NBA public events open to the public, and the city strongly encourages local businesses not to hold events in the city related to this game. So there you have it. Um, Big statement from the mayor, um, and hopefully, you know, like I said, Atlanta is kind of an open place. Uh, we've seen the courtside Karen situation. We've seen two cha- two chains sitting courtside at Atlanta Hawks games. Atlanta is a pretty open place, so that is another thing to keep in mind here. That's another concern I think a lot of the players have. Is um, you know, yes, you can try and control it all you want, but 
at the end of the day, it's going to be really tough. Like, it's going to be tough to control all of it, honestly. Atlanta is a very open place right now and compared to the rest of the country right now. So I think it's going to be really difficult to control all the players right now. Um, it's going to be you got to keep them in a controlled environment, basically just the game and nothing else. And if you can do that, then maybe you'll be able to pull this off. But um, until then, you know, honestly, I, I don't like this idea. I don't like this all-star game. And, you know, you don't see the NHL doing an all-star game. You don't see, you know, the NFL didn't do a Pro Bowl. Baseball didn't do an all-star game for the 60-game season. I don't know what they're planning to do for this upcoming 162-game season. It's just in general, I, I would not do it right now. I just don't think it's a very good idea. But, you know, what do I know? I'm just a casual fan. And, um, yeah, that, that is what it, it is. What it is. So uh, that's my thoughts on that. Why don't we move into today's I Got a Story to Tell. Um, it's a good story. You know, I mentioned last night I saw HPU, uh, the High Point Panthers, my alma mater, uh, play Winthrop on ESPNU. Unfortunately, they lost 76-70. to 70, uh, And it just got me reminded of uh, another, well, I won't say great. It's kind of an unfortunate story. But um, I will tell the story of um, when I covered the HPU Winthrop Big South uh quarterfinals game in 2014 and uh just how horrible that was um that's my story for today on today's i got a story to tell Folks, it's been a while since I've done one of these I Got a Story to Tells, but this is a, a fun story. Um, it, it's, you know, it's life lessons and everything. Um, I think this is a, one of the better stories I can possibly tell. So um, we'll go back in time. That's my, uh, my back in time sound effect. We'll go back in time to 2014, uh, the back half of my second year at high, of my senior year at High Point University. Uh, so I'm getting ready to graduate, and um, I was offered the opportunity, you know, at the time I was taking, uh, I have to give a shout out to Dave Gorin. Um, Dave Gorin's one of my mentors. Um, he, wor he worked in sports broadcasting in North Carolina for a long time. Now he's, what, the president of the National Sports Media Association. Uh, they're also based in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and he was, I was very lucky. Um, I think I speak for anybody who was in that class, his sports broadcasting class. I was very lucky to take his sports broadcasting class the second sem my second semester of my senior year at High Point. The only class I ever got an A in, honestly. That class was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, just to talk, we talked about, we broke down sports broadcasting, we talked about, um, you know, uh, good broadcasting, we talked about a good amount of bad broadcasting as well. It was the most, if I could go back in time to High Point and take one class, honestly, it might be Dave Gorin's sports broadcasting class. No, I don't want to disrespect uh, some of the teachers I still know at High Point, like Dr. Paul Ringle, um, who's one of my favorite teachers as well. But uh, that class was just a whole lot of fun. Um, I remember there was a group of us. Um, it was me, Ethan Winter, uh, Kevin Russell, a couple of Austin Ford. Uh, a couple other guys. Uh, we we all commentated for the HPU Sports Link already. So um, Dave Gorin called us the Fangs, honestly, because we'd often be a lot more critical of um, the le the less commentary adept in in the class. So anyway, I'm taking this class, and Dave offered us the opportunity 
to cover the Big South basketball tournament um, and cover the High Point Panthers, uh, the men's and women's team, uh, in Myrtle Beach for the Big South tournament over spring break. Now, at the time, you know, I was a little conflicted, honestly, because I really wanted to go away with my friends for spring break. You know, I remember being really jealous that my friends were all going to like Florida and Mexico and really cool places like that. But honestly, folks, you know, this is what you got to do in the business sometimes if you want to make it. Instead of going to Mexico or Florida with your buddies, you got to cover sporting events sometimes. And that's what I did. I went to Myrtle Beach to cover the Big South Tournament. And honestly, folks, it was 110% the right decision. I absolutely made the right call. I had a great time. I was there. Um, let's see. How long was I in Myrtle Beach? Uh, the tournament started, I believe, that Tuesday. Um, and... Um, I that's this was the first tournament I had ever like covered, honestly like in depth. So I didn't really know what to. I got a, a gift bag which was really cool. I got a bag that I still have, honestly, uh, the Big South tournament bag. Um, it was fun, and and also I had never been to Myrtle Beach before either. Myrtle Beach is awesome, by the way, a really fun little town. Um, you know, I love like little beach towns like that and Myrtle Beach, you know, I, I got to go up the sky wheel and everything like that. That was a lot of fun. But, um, anyway, so yeah, yeah like when, when you're covering, when you're trying to get into, especially where I was, honestly, a senior in high school or senior in college, um, still trying to, you know, break in, get a foot in the door, you know, go cover, like go do that. Go cover. I was also, um, I was joined by Austin Ford, one of the fangs I already mentioned, um, he also came with me on this trip, and we both went to cover the Big South Tournament in Myrtle Beach. Um, so instead of, like I said, you know, I could have gone to Florida, I could have gone to Mexico, but I think I made the right choice, honestly. And um, so, you know, we get there, and, you know, another thing to keep in mind, both High Point's men's and women's teams at this point are really good. Like, they're really good. They're they're. I think High Point was the number one seed in the Big South Tournament, and I believe the women's team might have been the number two seed in the Big South Tournament. Um, so there was a lot of optimism for High Point. I remember the men's team, that was when we had John Brown and Adam Weary, and we were just a whole lot of fun to mock. We were making Sports Center just about every night. We would make Sports Center again, but um, for the wrong reasons, as you'll hear in a minute. Uh, so the week begins. Our, you know, I, I didn't honestly, you know, Austin Ford, you know, he wanted to go to all the games. I personally, honestly, just wanted to go to the HPU games and cover the HPU team. Um, so that's what I did. And um, so I went, so the first HPU game was the quarterfinals against Winthrop. And we were all pretty confident going into this game, folks. Like, I mean, you know, Winthrop is one of our big rivals. This is what got me, you know, the fact that we played them last night is what got me thinking about it. Um, you know, and and uh, sorry, I'm I'm go I'm all over the place now. But um, the other thing about the last night's Winthrop game, the HPU Winthrop game from last night, is that was the last 9 p.m. game at HPU. Actually, well, now I'm all over the place. But uh, you know what? I'm gonna stick to the 2014 version of the story. So the the 2014 um, HPU played Winthrop really tough. I mean, there were a bunch of really close games between the two of them. But I think HPU won. I think they split the two games in the regular season. Um, so this game comes just down to the wire, like back and forth, like crazy action. Winthrop takes a one-point lead with about twenty seconds, like about ten seconds left, 
Adam Weary uh, drives to the hoop, gets a bucket to give HPU the lead with a one-point lead with about three seconds left. So if you look at the replay, you can see me. You can see me sitting courtside. I kind of like nudge a little bit, like yes, because you're not supposed to cheer when you're on press row, and so. I was trying not to cheer. I was trying to keep my emotions inside uh, for the most part. And uh, so I, so I kind of leaned in a little bit like, yes, we've got it now. Well, I think his name was Carrion Johnson for Winthrop. Goes down the floor and drains a buzzer beater three to knock out the high point Panthers. Day one of my trip to Myrtle Beach. And High Point, the men's team, has already been knocked out in the most heartbreaking, crushing fashion against Winthrop. I mean, that was one of the most devastating. Like, I remember um, as soon as that game ended, I looked at Austin Ford, uh, who was sitting right next to me on court side, and he was like, well, and Austin's a super nice guy, by the way. Like, he's calm, mild-mannered, just chill guy. Uh, he leans and goes, well, God damn it. Like, he was pissed. And um, I don't blame him, honestly. I was, I mean, I was pissed too. I was shocked. That was a shocking loss. That was one of HPU's best teams ever. Like, ever. That was one of our best teams ever. And to lose on a buzzer beater in the first round of the Big South Tournament was devastating. Was was heartbreaking. Um, you know, I, I, um, I remember I interviewed Scott Cherry, who was the head coach of the high point Panthers at the time. Um, I interviewed him after the game and he was like shocked. He couldn't believe it. He he was totally floored. I remember I also asked, um, the bracketology people on ESPN, (laughs) um, because at that point, you know, like I said, this was high points best team ever. Like to, to make, I thought they were going to, could make the NCAA tournament potentially at an at-large bid. So I commented on the, I, I, I sent her a, a, a tweet to the bracketology people. It's like, hey, you know, could High Point potentially make it into the NCAA tournament despite the fact that they don't have, you know, they're in the Big South, they're not in a huge conference. Could they possibly make it into the NCAA tournament? And I remember uh, Andrew Snyder, who's a friend of mine, uh, he, re- he responded to that tweet by saying, LOL. And yeah, I knew High Point season was done uh, from that buzzer beater loss. Um, Winthrop actually did not go on to win the uh, Big South Tournament. I believe Coastal Carolina did. Uh, I stayed. You know, I stayed, folks. You know, when, you see, when you're there for something, you got to see it out, man. I don't care if that was the first day of me being at the tournament. When you're there for something, you see it out. You see it to the end. And that's what I did. I stayed until the end. I stayed until that Sunday, I, until the tournament was decided on the Sunday the spring break was over. And I watched Coastal Carolina win on their home core and go to the um, – Big South um, go to the NCAA tournament. And I also followed the women's team, the HPU women's team a little bit too. And unfortunately they, uh, they made it to the, they made it to the final, uh, but also lost that game. So that was, it was a heartbreaking law, a heartbreaking week in general for HPU athletics. Um, I remember coastal's coach. I kind of, kind of, yeah. I got to ask him a question during his press conference. Like, you know, you've been to the tournament with now like all these different teams and you're like, Oh, don't forget coastal. <laughs> like it was kind of um, like, like he was rubbing it in my HPU face, honestly. But um, 
that was a great early journalism lesson I had, honestly. Oh, and I almost forgot the craziest part from that from that Big South that Big South Championship game, um, the Winthrop Coastal game that I was talking about. I was sitting courtside, and um, now as I am prone to do, before every event in life or every sporting, not just every sporting event, but just every event in life that I go to, uh, I always stop and get a large iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, beforehand, I've been doing this since I was 12 years old. I've been drinking iced coffee pretty much nonstop. And um, so I had a large, gigantic cup of coffee with me sitting courtside uh, at this sport, at this uh, Winthrop versus Coastal Carolina. And all of a sudden, midway through the first half, a wayward pass comes up and hits my coffee can, my cup, my cup of coffee, square in the cup, explodes everywhere. Gets all over this reporter. His name was Tyler. I can't remember. It might have been Tyler Johnson or something like that. The cup of coffee, the iced coffee, goes all over. We'll just say Tyler Johnson. It goes all over Tyler Johnson. I feel so bad. I still feel bad to this day. It's funny because he actually, you know, I mentioned Dave Gorin and how Dave Gorin's one of my mentors. Well, I've been to a couple of the NSMA um, award banquets and Tyler Johnson was at one of them. He's like, do you remember me? And I was like, e- kind of. He's like, you remember when you got coffee all over me at the Big South Tournament? And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, Tyler Johnson. But um, just to wrap up, this was, you know, an early lesson for me in sports broadcasting. It was a fun lesson. Um, you know, sometimes you got to go through the hard losses to get through the biggest lessons. And, um, you know, I'm really glad that I had this experience. I'm really glad I chose to go to Myrtle Beach instead of going to Florida or instead of going to Mexico or somewhere like that with, with my friends. I, I think I made the right choice for my, the sake of my journalism career and all the lessons I've taken away. And like I said, Myrtle Beach is awesome, by the way. I encourage you uh, to go check out Myrtle Beach if you can. Um, maybe not now when um, it's, you know, all this COVID's going on, but um when things are back to normal, I definitely encourage you to go check out Myrtle Beach. They've got a really cool Ferris wheel. I think it's called the Sky Wheel. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, nice boardwalk. Uh, some good restaurants. Some good bars too. Uh, Myrtle Beach is great. Um, I miss. That's the one thing I miss about Coastal Carolina being in the Big South tournament was because of that they've had to move the tournament out of big out of Myrtle Beach. So now it's in more random locations. Like the High Point could host the Big South Tournament Championship if they wanted to. It probably won't, but they could. So I, I just, I miss that. I miss the neutral site, the Myrtle Beach madness uh, of the Big South Tournament. That was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, folks, that's my I Got a Story to Tell. Thank you for listening to today's one. Let's move into today's outro. Alright folks, it's time for today's outro. You know how the outro goes by now. We just go through all the headlines in the sports world that we may have missed over the last couple of days. Uh, First off, I have to acknowledge the winner of the Daytona 500 like I promised I would uh, on last week's show. I promised that that whenever the winner was officially announced or whenever the winner officially wins, I would announce it on the podcast. And Michael McDowell is your Daytona 500 winner. Congratulations to him. I don't know anything about him, but I do wish him the best of luck. So congratulations to Michael McDowell on your Daytona 500 winner. I just realized I never got to say the NBA All-Star Game starters um, when I was talking about the All-Star Game earlier. So let me do that now. In the East Pool, 
Uh, it's Bradley Beal. Congratulations to Bradley Beal, by the way. He totally deserves a starting spot, and I'm really happy for him. You know, he's been working a long time to get a starting spot in the NBA All-Star Game, so congratulations to Bradley Beal on his third All-Star appearance and first start. Kyrie Irving gets his seventh All-Star appearance. Kevin Durant gets his 11th. He's the captain of the East Pool. Giannis Antetokounmpo, his fifth All-Star appearance. And Joel Embiid gets his fourth. And in the West, we have Luka Doncic with his second All-Star appearance. Kawhi Leonard with his fifth. LeBron James with his 17th. Wow, man. LeBron just does it again. 17 All-Star appearances is just absolutely remarkable. Uh, Steph Curry only has seven All-Star appearances. Wow. <coughs> Excuse me. There you go. New segment. Sneezing. Um and uh, Nikola Jokic has three all-star appearances. I was a little surprised Steph Curry only has seven, honestly. I feel like he'd have more at this point in the NBA, but I guess he got off to kind of a slow start. So those are your NBA all-star starters. Uh, we will see who the starters uh, or who the reserves are going to be. Uh, I believe that's going to come out uh, very like shortly, I believe. Uh, so we'll see who they are. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have agreed to trade quarterback Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts for a 2021 third-round draft pick and a conditional second-round draft pick in 2022 that could turn into a first-rounder. Uh, I kind of like this trade for the Eagles, honestly. I hate to say it uh, as somebody who does not like the Eagles at all, but uh, I kind of, you know, they get rid of Carson Wentz. They officially declare that Jalen Hurts will be their starter moving forward. And they get a second-round pick that could potentially turn into a, a first-round pick if Carson Wentz doesn't play all of his games. Yeah, that's kind of a win if you ask me. If you if you ask me for the for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now I'm not saying that the Indianapolis Colts didn't lose this trade. Like I mean, I think the Philadelphia, I think the Indianapolis Colts got a great quarterback in Carson Wentz. I think they can build around him for the future, and it reunites him with Frank Reich, uh, who was his offensive coordinator in Philly the year they won the Super Bowl. Um, even though Carson Wentz got hurt that year, um, I think this will be a good trade. I think this could honestly be a good trade for both sides. You know, now that I think about it, I, I really think this could be a, a good. You know, it could work out for both. But I think Philly, you know, getting that potential first round pick uh, will definitely help them. And so I like. I don't know. It's hard to declare a winner on this one yet. We'll give it some time. We'll give it some time. We'll come back to it, uh, but yeah, uh, Carson Wentz gets traded from the Philadelphia Eagles to the Indianapolis Colts, and so we'll see how Jalen Hurts. I mean, I guess the Eagles are kind of in rebuild mode now because you know they just traded their quarterback, and now they've got a much younger quarterback out there. So um, we'll see how it goes. So I mentioned um, that the only person in the NBA I've seen to be vaccinated so far is Greg Popovich. Uh, well, his team, uh, the San Antonio Spurs, uh, they've run into a bit of a COVID situation. Uh, they now have had their last four games, or next four games, postponed. Uh, their game against the Pistons was postponed. Their game against the Spurs, or against the Cavaliers was postponed. Their game against the Knicks, uh, which was scheduled for tomorrow night, was postponed. And their game against the Pacers was also postponed. So hopefully... The San Antonio Spurs pull through. This is the first real NBA situation we've seen in a while since that Rockets situation that started off the year. Uh, it wasn't very good. Uh, ugly start to that that season uh, for the Rockets, but they've pulled through since. Uh, we'll see if the Spurs can, uh, can pull through. Uh, like I said, a few games. Um, 
a few games missing. Um, so I have a couple baseball-related stories uh, before before we wrap up here. Um, I want to give a shout-out to, you know, I talk about um, a John Boy Media a lot, and, um, you know, everybody's seen John Boy's breakdowns of stuff now. I mean, if you haven't seen a John Boy breakdown, where have you been for the last two years, honestly? Um, I really look up to them, um, and, you know, I just want to congratulate them because they just got a million dollars in funding uh, so that from various famous people i can't, i don't have the list in front of me but it was a pretty good mix of of people who um believe in them so uh look i believe in john boy i believe that they have are building something really special there with all their podcasts and the video content as well on youtube all the breakdowns and everything um so congratulations to uh, Jimmy and uh, Jake and everybody over at John Boy Media uh, on your success and uh, congratulations on this $1 million raise in funding. Uh, speaking of uh, millions of dollars, mil- millions of dollars, uh, we, we've got to talk about this Fernando Tatis deal, by the way. 14 years, $340 million. And that's not even, I honestly, they kind of got a steal, honestly. I mean, that's only $24 million a year for one of the best players in baseball. He's going to want to raise sooner or later. Like, it's going to come. Fernando Tatis is going to be, you know, looking at the situations of everybody else in baseball, and he's going to be like, I want to raise. I I deserve more than $24 million. But, I mean, this deal looks huge. It, I, I mean, th- 14 years, $340 million. And... To think that the left side of the Padres infield between uh, Tatis at short, Machado at third, they now make like over $600 million combined. <coughs> I can't stop sneezing today. I'm so surprised by how how much money Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado are making that I can't stop sneezing. Holy moly. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, this is a huge deal for baseball. Um and congratulations to Fernando Tatis. He's slowly becoming one of the faces of baseball. Um, he's already on the cover of MLB The Show. He's only played in like 140 major league games so far this in his career. So he's got plenty more time to go. Um, I'm really excited to see what Fernando Tatis uh, brings to the table. And um, we'll see how it goes. Um, so congratulations to him. Um, so last week we did the Pakoda projections. Uh, on how we think the, on how Pakoda thinks the um, baseball season is going to go. Well, this week we got the Fangraphs AL and NL postseason odds. So I'll go division by division. Um, they think the Yankees in the AL East. They think the Yankees are going to make a division. They think they're going to win the division. They have a ninety-one point six percent chance to make the postseason. The Toronto Blue Jays have a 53.6% chance to make the postseason. The Red Sox have a 47% chance. That's a little surprise. That's a little high, if you ask me, for the Red Sox. To be higher than the Rays, too? 47% chance to make the playoffs versus only an 18.6% chance to make the playoffs for the Tampa Bay Rays? Doesn't seem right to me. Personally, I would have I would flip-flopped those, honestly. I mean, the Rays went to the World Series last year. So... I would flip-flop those. I'll give Tampa a 47% chance and the Red Sox a 18.6% chance. And do you know what the percentage of the Baltimore Orioles to make the playoffs is? 0.0. Sorry to uh, quote Dean Wormer from Animal House there, but um, the Baltimore Orioles have a 0.0% chance to make the playoffs. 
so the Yankees are the favorites. Orioles, not as much. Uh, in the AL Central, the Twins have a 65.5% chance of making the playoffs. The White Sox have a 60.5% chance of making the playoffs. The Indians, 17.4%. The Royals, 10.1%. And the Tigers, 2%. And the AL West, we've got the Cheaters at 71.4%, the Angels at 37.8%, the, As the Athletics at 21.8%, uh, the Mariners at one7 and the Texas Rangers at 0.8%. In the NL East, we've got the Mets at 81.2%. Why is everybody so high on the Mets this year? It's crazy. Everybody is high on the Mets right now. It, it's nuts. And then you've got the Braves at 67%, 67.8%. The Washington Nationals at 24.6%. The Philadelphia Phillies at 13.4%. And the Miami Marlins at 0.7%. In the NL Central, I've got the Cardinals. They just got Nolan Arenado at 36.2%. The Brewers at 35.4%. The Cubs at 21.8%. The Reds at 18.7, and the Pirates only at 0.4%. And the NL West, they give the Dodgers a 96.7% chance of making the playoffs. The Padres a 92.9% chance of making the playoffs. The Giants a 7.9% chance of making the playoffs. The Arizona Diamondbacks a 2.1% chance of making the playoffs. And the Colorado Rockies... A 0.1. I don't think they see the Rockies going anywhere now that Nolan Arenado's gone. Um, it's going to be really difficult for them. So uh, that is just how Fangraphs sees the MLB postseason shaping out. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's definitely a long way to go, I think. Um, too tough to tell, I think, so far um, in this one. Um, a couple retirements in baseball. Um one not-so-serious, one more serious. We'll go with the not-so-serious one first. Uh, Tim Tebow announced that he is hanging him up in baseball, uh, finally, uh, about time. You know, like, I, I guess I got some misinformation on Friday's episode, on Monday's episode and said that he wasn't hanging them up and that he was going to continue to play through spring training. But Tim Tebow is hanging him up for good, folks. It's officially over. Uh, Tim Tebow's playing career is, uh, his baseball career is done, his I guess his playing career across all sports is done. I can't imagine he's going to go back to football at this point. Um, so, you know, I'm glad Tim Tebow is finally putting an end to this baseball madness. You know, it's, it's about time, honestly. Um, he was not a good baseball player. Um, and I was just waiting for the day that he would retire, honestly. Uh, waiting for the day he would hang him up. I mean, he got to AAA. I mean, I'll give him credit. He, you know, he did something a lot of people. Michael Jordan didn't get to AAA. Michael Jordan only got to Double A. Um, so I'll give Tim Tebow credit for that. But as a whole, not a very good baseball player. Uh, a more serious retirement though. Um, Cody Allen. Uh, you know, you might not know this name uh, if you you know aren't an, a Cleveland Indians fan or a High Point Panther fan, but. Cody Allen um, went to High Point University, which is where I went, obviously. Um, he was there when I was there. Um, and he was the first High Point player to be in the major leagues since 1946 when he got called up to the Indians. Uh, he is the Cleveland Indians all-time saves leader. And uh, it's really cool to think that I actually got, got the chance to interview this guy when he was at High Point on the baseball team. I mean, he was a stud at HPU. He was a beast. Uh, it's hard to believe that that was less than that was ten years ago, and uh, here he is hanging him up uh, after a successful baseball career. So Cody Allen, I just want to shout you out, a high point legend. Uh, 
best of luck in the rest of your life and a good baseball career. Um, congratulations to Cody Allen. Um, all right, so um, not easy to transition after that to our next story, but um, uh, the girl, the five-year-old girl that Britt Reed, um, Andy Reed's son, a Chiefs assistant coach, um, hit while he was um, before, the week before the Super Bowl is awake. She is out of her coma, uh, so that is positive, optimistic news. Uh, that's very good news, uh, if you ask me. So hopefully she continues to um, pull through, stay strong. You know, we're all rooting for her, and hopefully they figure this out. I mean, it, so it sounds like Britt Reed might have been drinking, honestly, but I don't want to, you know, speculate too much on things I don't know a whole lot about, so I won't go too far in depth on that. Uh, just one last note here, Sir Gino Dest. And Tyler Adams became the first Americans to start on the same day in the Champions League. On Tuesday, Dest started for Barcelona. Tyler Adams started for RB Leipzig. Uh, so that was really cool. You know, I love to see Americans succeed in Europe. Christian Pulisic, I believe, started for Chelsea as well yesterday. But um, it wasn't on the same day as um, it wasn't on the same day as Tyler Adams and Sergino Dest. That's really cool. You know, I love to see. Uh, these two guys starting on the same day. I mean, that's just that's just awesome. Um, they're great players. Adams in particular. I'm a big Tyler Adams fan. Like he just gets better and better each game. So um, really rooting for them to continue their success in Europe. Uh, even Weston McKenney too, another great player for Juventus. Uh, we've got a lot of solid good players going on right now in Europe. So uh, keep it up, America. Keep it up. Uh, all right, let's get into today's. Uh, or this weekend's NHL, NBA, and EPL schedule. Uh, for Friday night in the NHL, we'll do the NHL first. Uh, we got the Blackhawks and the Hurricanes at 7 o'clock, the Panthers and the Red Wings at 7 o'clock, Oilers and Flames at 9 o'clock, and Jets and Canucks is at 10 o'clock. On Saturday, we've got a pretty loaded slate of games in the NHL. We've got the Rangers and the Capitals. Uh, Rangers coming off a win last night against the Flyers uh, in the shootout. They almost blew it. Uh, they gave up a goal late, uh, unfortunately, but they did hold on to win in the shootout. So I'm pretty excited about that. And hopefully they can beat the Capitals, who beat the Sabres last night. I watched that a little bit on my iPad. Uh, speaking of the Sabres, they played the, the Devils. They played the Devils at 12:30 on Saturday as well. Uh, Golden Knight Avalanche. So this is the first. This is the Lake Tahoe games. Uh, this is the first of the Lake Tahoe games. There's going to be two games. Um, Played in Lake Tahoe outdoors at the country club there. Uh, so that's going to be really cool. Uh, I'm really excited to see the setup they have there. Um, even though there will be no fans, I think it's going to be really cool. Um, and I believe the Golden Knights are wearing their reverse retro jerseys for this game. So that'll be... I mean, the Golden Knights don't have a lot of history, but it's cool that they can whip out these reverse retro jerseys already at such a young stage in their, their team's history. So we'll see how that game goes. Um, Panthers-Red Wings is at... Six five o'clock on NBC Sports Network. Blackhawks Hurricanes is at seven. Islanders Penguins is at seven. Uh, Predators Blue Jackets is at seven. Maple Leafs Canadians is at seven. Kings Coyotes is at seven. Uh, Sharks Blues is at eight. Lightning Stars was postponed. Another I guess it's another COVID situation. Wild Ducks is at nine on ESPN Plus and Flames Oilers is at ten. And then on Sunday, uh, we've got the Flyers and the Bruins. Um, that's the second uh, Lake Tahoe game. You know what, folks? Personally, the, my only complaint about this is, you know, I've talked about how I like how the NHL is limiting travel. Well, I would have preferred if they had just done two West Coast teams 
for these Lake Tahoe games as opposed to two West Coast, two East Coast, and making teams fly all the way across the bloody country to play these games, uh, the Flyers and the Bruins. I I, I, don't, I don't like that. Uh, Canadian Senators is at 7 o'clock. Devils, uh, Capitals. Rangers were supposed to play the Capitals, but that game, uh, they got – they. They did some schedule maneuvering, and now the Devils will play the Capitals on Sunday at NBC Sports Network, and the Jets and the Canucks is on Sunday at 10 o'clock. In the NBA uh, tonight, we've got a lot of games. Let me go through them. The Warriors and the Magic at 7 o'clock. The Nuggets and the Cavaliers at 7. Bulls 76ers is at 7.30 on ESPN. Hawks Celtics is at 7.30. Pistons Grizzlies is at 8. Thunder Bucks is at 8. Suns Pelicans is uh, at 8 o'clock. Now I remember, now I know why the, the Dallas Stars game got postponed in hockey because it's it's snowing and the weather's crazy in Texas. Well, that's why the, the Dallas Mavericks-Houston Rockets game is also postponed tomorrow night. The weather is absolutely crazy in Texas. And um, my, th- my, my thoughts and um, my thoughts just go out to everybody in Texas affected by the cold weather. They're clearly not equipped to handle it. Uh, and all the snow, so I hope you get through this uh, okay. Uh, so just want to say my thoughts are with everybody in Texas. Uh, Raptors Timberwolves is at nine o'clock, and Jazz Clippers is on ESPN at ten o'clock tomorrow night. Um, like I said, the Spurs were supposed to play the Knicks, but that got postponed. Uh, Warriors Hornets is at eight o'clock. Pacers Rockets is at eight. Heat Lakers the finals rematch. Uh, we'll see how that goes. That's at eight thirty on ABC. Kings Bulls is at nine o'clock. Uh, Suns Grizzlies is at 9 o'clock, and Wizards Trailblazers is at 10. Uh, we'll see how that goes for the Wizards West Coast trip. And then on Sunday, um, Celtics Pelicans is at 3.30 on ABC. Uh, Thunders Cavaliers is at 7 o'clock. Timberwolves Knicks, uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, hopefully the Knicks uh, bounce back after a tough loss to Orlando on Wednesday night. they got a couple days off to think about it. Um, Pistons Magic is at 7 o'clock. 76ers Raptors is at 7 uh, Nuggets-Hawks is at 7.30. Nets-Clippers is at 8 o'clock on ESPN. That's a good game. I'll definitely be keeping my eye on that one. And Kings-Bucks is at 9 o'clock. That closes out your NBA schedule. Uh, let's pull up the EPL schedule. Today, 3 o'clock, we've got Wolves versus Leeds. That's a pretty good game, folks. I, I keep my eye on that one. That's going to be a good one. Wolves versus Leeds at 3 o'clock at, on Friday. Uh, and then on Sunday, Saturday, we've got a few games. Southampton, Chelsea to start us off at 7.30. Burnley, West Brom is at 10 o'clock uh, on Saturday morning. Liverpool, Everton, we got the Merseyside Derby at 12.30. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I know Liverpool's kind of struggling a bit right now, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Fulham, Sheffield United rounds out the Saturday schedule. And then on Sunday, uh, we've got West Ham versus Tottenham. That's a good start to the day at 7 a.m., uh, Aston Villa Leicester is at 9 Arsenal Man City now this is a good one but I expect Man City to win you know even though I'm an Arsenal fan I you know Man City is just absolutely on fire right now I don't see any way they lose this game so uh, I'm picking Man City in that one uh, and then Man United Newcastle uh, rounds out your Champions League schedule uh, for or not your Champions League your Premier League schedule for Saturday and Sunday um I have a couple um, unfortunate, uh, you know, unfortunate somber endings I have to I have to give out before uh, we wrap up today's episode of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. First off, um, Vincent Jackson um, died at age 38 this past week. Uh, former NFL wide receiver, 
Uh, spent most of his career with the San Diego Chargers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, it sounds like he had some really difficult personal issues, and um, I'm really sorry to see that he passed. Um, it sounds like he, he was dealing with a lot of alcoholism and other personal issues in his life, and he died in a hotel room on, I believe it was Monday. So um, rest in peace to Vincent Jackson. Um, and unfortunately, I have to say rest in peace, um, you know, I've talked many times about how great uh, hosts Robbie Gross and Liz Gross are uh, many times on this podcast, but unfortunately I have to say rest in peace to their their beloved dog, Ginny, uh, unfortunately was put down this week, and um, you know I, I was very lucky. I got to pet sit and house sit for Ginny several times, and it was a blast every time, and you know I, I've always had a complicated relationship with dogs. I used to always be afraid of dogs, but Ginny was a delight to work with, and just um, an absolute blast. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be the same um, going to Robbie and Liz's house without Ginny, honestly. And um, I know they're they're struggling this week, so I just wanted to issue my condolences. You know, I'm really sorry about the loss of Ginny, and um, may may she rest in doggy heaven, if if there is such a thing. May she rest in doggy heaven. Um, all right, I think that it's not easy to end the episode after that, but um, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify, follow us on Facebook at Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. Follow me personally on Twitter at bbry1991. Uh, follow us on Twitter at ufrwbb. Um, let me know if you want more of these Metro Pylon pictures. I know I've teased that for a while now, but um, let me know if you want me to start using some more of those. I would be happy to. Um, like, like you know, I I'm about to go for a walk now, so I could I could talk about um, my walk for now, for example. But um, yeah, that pretty much does it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode, folks, and I'll talk to you next time.